Alrighty, we are back with another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. And we are talking this week with Mike Pachenik with WSB TV. Uh, Mike, thanks for, thanks for being with us today. I'm going to take a, a couple of minutes and just kind of see what's up with you. So yeah, glad uh, to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, we were talking off camera just about, uh, about the uncertainty of what's, what's going on and uh, kind of your, your kind of schedule is shifting a little bit. Uh, just kind of big picture. What do you what are you guys dealing with in terms of how you are reporting and gathering the news lately? Well, it, it, certainly in my twenty years of doing this, this is the the first time I've ever experienced this kind of workflow. Uh, for me, this started back in March. Uh, my family took a cruise, probably the very last week that anybody in their right mind should have taken a cruise <laughs> safely. Um, you know, we, we, when we left Atlanta, there were no COVID-19 cases in the entire state of Georgia. And, uh, you know, we were very thankfully safe on our ship and nobody got sick. But as we were on our trip, we started to get the alerts about cases popping up here. And by the time I got back to town, uh, roughly around March 9th, that is when the CDC started to issue some guidance about people that were on cruise ships having to self-quarantine. Uh, out of an abundance of caution. So that's exactly what we did. Um, my news director made a decision that, uh, you know, she wanted to make sure that in case anything came back with me, that I would be uh, protecting myself and the people that I'd be around. So I started working from home then, and I have not stopped. Uh, my work is 100% right now uh, from my office where I'm sitting. Um, so that is absolutely changed the way I do everything. We're, we're working in pairs. Uh, they've assigned reporters and photographers to work together. Um, I do most of my interviews, if not all of them, via Zoom uh, or Skype or FaceTime or whatever video conferencing app we use at the time. My photographer does go out and shoot video in the field as needed, uh, but we're really, they've made a concerted effort to keep people socially distanced. Uh, so, Really, it's it's changed our workflow drastically. So the the poor photographers get to be out there, and, and kind of kind of a little bit. Huh? So I mean, I know that I've seen the the ten foot boom mics and then and uh, and the setup. So I know they're being very careful and being very socially distant as much as they can. They are, and you know, part of the reason why the reporters and photographers aren't working together is for that exact reason. They don't want us in the same vehicles. Um, you know, the photographer I work with, um, you know, he, he was issued PPE by the station. Uh, and if he goes out, uh, he, you know, he's not walking up to people on the street to get interviews. If anything gets set up by any of the reporters ahead of time, there are ways that we, that we do it so that the photographers are not putting themselves in dangerous situations. And, you know, in our newsroom, uh, the climate is such that you need, if you speak up and say, I don't feel comfortable doing something, absolutely no questions asked. You know, nobody's forced into any, dangerous or uncomfortable situations. So all, all the uh, morning and afternoon editorial meetings, are those just by phone or Zoom pretty much? Pretty much. Uh, they have uh, a, a, a Microsoft Teams meeting uh, every day. There's a conference call that happens. Um, and, you know, for me, I'm a bureau reporter, have been for the last 10 years here. So I'm used to not going into the newsroom and I'm used to not being in the editorial meeting. I just email my pitches in and, and go off and do my thing. But for a lot of the general assignment reporters, it's been a new workflow for them to have to send their pitches in, either be on a call remotely 
you know, meet their photographer out if they are in the field. Those of us who are at home uh, continuing to stay at home, but uh, it's, it's, it's different for them. Not so much for me. I'm kind of used to that part of it. So remind folks where, where you're, which bureau you are and what your geographic area is. Sure. So technically I'm the North Fulton bureau chief, uh, but over the years that's sort of morphed into North Metro. So I, I cover pretty much, you know, from, from Sandy Springs North into Forsyth County and into North DeKalb and, uh, you know, sometimes Brookhaven, Dunwoody, uh, th- those areas specifically, laser focus on those areas. Yeah. As long, so, as, you as, long as you don't bump, bump, bump into Tony Thomas, right? Right. Who ironically <laughs> lives in North Fulton County. So uh, we, we joke all the time that when he, when, if he crosses the river, I get a little uh, GPS ping that he's back in my territory. There you go. There you go. You, you want to keep him in Gwinnett where he's supposed to be, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, are there any, and, and obviously your, your focus is more Corona focused. Are you, do you feel like you're able to do anything else other than Corona focused stories right now? Well, you know, for the last month and a half, I would say that primarily we've been covering Corona stories, whether it's, uh, you know, and all of us have been assigned beats in some form or fashion. Um, I'm still on my bureau beat, so to speak. So I, try to find stories related to what's going on here. Lately, uh, we, we've been given, you know, the green light to pitch stories outside of coronavirus as long as they have value to our viewers and something that would, you know, be worthy of making a new, into a newscast. Right. Um, you know, I've enjoyed having to sort of flex a different muscle, coming up with different stories, you know, around the, the issue of coronavirus, but they're not necessarily, we're not talking about all crime or, all politics, all government, things like that. There's, there are various stories that I've been able to do that I otherwise might not have been able to. Right. Right. Yeah. I know one of your, one of your colleagues told me she was kind of focusing on kind of medical innovation right now with the, with the pandemic, kind of looking at, at those kind of stories. Is there a particular story that you've worked on lately that it has, that you really has felt like, man, that was a great story. I'm glad I was able to, to tell that story. Yeah, a few of them jump out. Um, you know, the stories that I enjoy doing are those where I can highlight somebody making a difference. And, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, there are a lot of opportunities for that. Uh, I, I recently reported on a company up in, in Forsyth County who, who runs a screen printing embroidery shop. And most of his clients are five 10K runs and school field days. And of course, all that's dried up. Right. So he and his business partner looked at each other and said, what, what are we going to do? And they were looking around for some ideas and came across a concept whereby they're making T-shirts uh, called Local Love North Georgia. And they are selling them to the general public. And then the proceeds are going back to other fledgling businesses. So they had about 30 businesses sign up. And the people were using the proceeds to pay for everything, like their utility bills, to keep the lights on. They were paying bonuses to their uh, workers. You know, there's a donut shop off exit 12, uh, 400 that the employees were afraid to come to work. Well, this was a little bit of an incentive for them, a little bit of extra money. That was really neat. Another story uh, we recently did was about some Georgia Tech engineering students who had a 3D printer who decided that they were going to, you know, manufacture uh, reusable N95 grade masks for doctors and nurses and other frontline workers who are having a hard time getting this stuff. And they worked with a nonprofit to scale it and to be able to send it out to more places. And now they're sending it all over the country. 
So stuff like that, it's pretty cool to show. Yeah, we, we've seen a, a couple of good engineering kind of stories like that. I saw some Emory students who were doing a like a, a little a box for um, doctors putting ventilators in, like a, mm. a glass box that goes over the patient, so you know the exhalations don't uh, get to the to the doctor or the nurse. I guess uh, some interesting stuff. All right, so you know I, we, we're all kind of seeing some surreal kind of things. Is there anything? You know, is there anything funny, anything kind of crazy and funny that you've seen in the last month or two that's like, I can't believe that happened kind of thing? Some, some kind of I would say, yeah, I mean, I think the whole working from home thing is funny in and of itself, right? I mean, it's just it's just a strange experience, you know, being, uh, being home all day. And, and I have a unique situation. My wife is a physician, so ah. she, she works outside of the house. You know, she's at the hospital, she's at her office. So I have two elementary school age kids and we're not at a point where we feel comfortable bringing in outside childcare for various reasons. So I'm with my kids all day. So I'm, I've got multiple hats on. So I'm playing dad, I'm playing reporter. Um, and at some point I've, I've mixed the two. I've, I've had my nine-year-old son helping me shoot live reports and stand-ups. And, uh, you know, so one time we did, had, right at the beginning of this when I was still, you know, remembering my uh one man band roots <laughs> i uh <laughs> i had him shoot a a stand up for me and we were kind of a last minute thing and he did it off the shoulder and he's he's a you know he's 4 feet tall so we had to put him on a chair and it, we looked like we were in an earthquake and the story yeah. aired and my managing editor sends me a text and says who the heck shot that stand up <laughs> i said well I said it was my 9 year old son and she kind of laughed and she said okay maybe next time put it on the tripod so uh, that's what we've done. From from yeah. from from there on out, I've got it uh, tethered to a tripod. Oh, yeah, it's resume building for the kids, right? Yeah, I mean, he's getting to see firsthand what dad does, and he's you know he's enjoying it. And they ha they haven't jumped into your live shots to mess around with you yet. I've been lucky. No, I haven't. I've had to you know. I've, so I finally found a quiet space in my basement that I can use as a as a studio instead of moving the camera around various places. Right, right, right. I've had to yell upstairs for them to stop, stop jumping around and to be quiet every once in a while. But yeah. uh, we, our, our, our Washington correspondent was doing a hit with uh, Jovita and Justin right after the president spoke one afternoon and uh, 30 seconds into his report, the door opens and his kids standing there in his pajamas, getting ready to tell him the dinner was, had arrived. <laughs> uh, and that went out on live TV. That was great. So, you know, was, it happens. We, yeah, I think people are becoming a lot more tolerant of that kind of thing than maybe they were even three months ago. Cause it, I think so. Because it's happening to all of us. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we've hit on this, but what's, what's kind of the most challenging thing about working during the pandemic? Is it, is it the technology? Is it kind of being stuck at home? I, you know, I, I think technologically we're in a good space at channel two we have you know they give us the, the the tools to work with so i haven't had any you know log jams or anything like that it's i have the ability to to send and receive video and audio and all that kind of stuff that hasn't been the issue really for me it's 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 the it's the balance of being home and having my kids here and still being able to produce what's expected of me every day uh and also be a parent and and um you know the boundaries being blurred uh more than I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, but, you know, it, it took about a month, I think, for me to really get into that groove and get used to that. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of 
there now where I can, I can, you know, work when I need to work. If that means getting up at the crack of dawn before my kids up or our kids are up or working late at night on stuff to, so that I can spend more time with them during the day, I've been able to do that. And I'm thankful to work for a company that's allowing me to, frankly. Right. All right. So uh, a couple of kind of fun questions. So a uh, restaurant that you most want to go back to eat at when you're comfortable going back to restaurants. Got it. Um, that's a great question. Uh, what is our favorite spot? I've, I've got so many that I really like. It, any of the bucket, I any of the bucket life restaurants. Yeah. Okay. You know, right. Atlanta fish. Uh, I'd love to go just get a big steak somewhere. <laughs> All right. And uh place you want to go when, when you feel comfortable going out in public with people again. Is there a, is there a, a park, uh, an attraction, someplace you think, God, I wish I could go there. I, I'd love to be able to take my kids back to uh, Disney world. Uh, I know it's not Atlanta, but or if we're in Atlanta, we'll say Six Flags. But we were supposed to be at Disney World this week coming up, and uh, that obviously got canceled. So that, love man, to get back is, down there one day. That is going to be you, you. Just think about the crowds at Disney World and how how that's ever going to be the same again, right? Yeah, I don't see it ever going back to its you know what it, what it was. Unfortunately. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Uh, so you know that you talked about that that balance. Are you. Are you feel like you you have a little time to kind of get a, get away from from work when you're at home and and do something fun and so so the question is what what is that that fun hobby that you're still able to do at home so um i'm i'm a musician i play the drums uh i've been been playing for the last 30 years so uh you know most nights uh i'll uh and i've got an electronic drum set in my basement so usually i'll put the phones away after dinner go downstairs, get a good run in, get a workout in and, and play drums. And I'm in a band. So we've been sort of connecting virtually and, you know, playing with each other that way. Um, and it's just a great release. Just, you know, I can forget about all the hectic news life and, and, and get back to music. Are the drums uh, electronic drums or real drums? I've got both, but I, but primarily when the kids are home and my wife's trying to get some rest, I don't, I play the electronic drums cause they're quieter. So you can, and you can, you can hear it in your headphones and, yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't have to hear it upstairs. Cool. cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Thanks, Mike. Anything else that, uh, that you want to talk about? Anything kind of cool, interesting and different about how you're working or what you get, what you're working on that, uh, that folks might want to know about? I think we covered a lot of stuff. So we, uh, I don't know when this, I'm not sure when this is running, but we're doing a graduation special this week. Um, is that, is this going to run before then or? Uh, I think this one's going to run next week. Okay. So we can say so, I mean, we did we did that, a graduation special last week. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that. I'll say you know I think one of the one of the things that we've been trying to do in our newsroom is highlight good news. Not, you know, it's not. And as I talked about all the innovations that people are doing, but you know, a big issue right now are these these poor kids that are graduating in the middle of a pandemic. And so uh, our uh, leadership decided they wanted to produce a half hour special for the graduates. Uh, so I was assigned a story. Uh, about some uh, North Springs uh, high school students who, uh, during this pandemic, decided to go work at a food bank and help, uh, you know, pack uh, meals and, and uh, items to go for a, an increasing number of people who are really seeking help. And so it was really neat to, to highlight their stories. 
Uh, we've got some sports stories mixed in there, uh, and I'm sure it'll be on our website so people can go back and watch it. Yeah. But uh, okay. just a you know need to give these kids, um, you know, just give them their due because they're uh, they're this is just a strange time for them. Yeah, I, I've got a high school senior that just just graduated, and he's doing his drive-through diploma pickup on Thursday. So, yeah, I mean, who would have ever thought about that? A drive-through diploma. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he we had the drive-through cap and gown pickup last week. Mm. So yeah, you yeah, drive through and okay. knock your horns and yeah, there's been all well, congratulations to him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my second high school graduate. So whew, two for two. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you. Well, we've been talking with Mike Pachanik, WSB TV. Mike, thanks for joining us and uh, look for us uh, probably. Next week with another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. And you can always find the archive of all the journalist spotlights we've done over the last four or five years at uh, leftassociates.com. Look for the link towards the bottom of the page. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.